0: What's
1: new? How is the world you? I'm Ed Peters, and speaking for Pastor Henry Harder and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. On today's study, we will finish Acts chapter 15, verses 36 through 41, and go through verses 1 through 5 of chapter 16. These verses cover the disagreement between Paul and Barnabas as they plan for a second missionary journey and the beginning of Paul's second missionary journey, taking Silas and Timothy along with him as his co-workers. Here is the way that Luke concludes chapter 15 and begins chapter 16, and he writes as follows. Sometime later, Paul suggested to Barnabas that they return again to Turkey and visit each city where they had preached before to see how the new converts were getting along. Barnabas agreed and wanted to take along John Mark. But Paul didn't like that idea at all, since John had deserted them in Pamphylia. Their disagreement over this was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed for Cyprus, while Paul chose Silas and, with the blessing of the believers, Left for Syria and Cilicia to encourage the churches there. Paul and Silas went first to Derbe and then on to Lystra where they met Timothy, a believer whose mother was a Christian Jewish, but his father a Greek. Timothy was well thought of by the brothers in Lystra and Iconium, so Paul asked him to join them on their journey. In deference to the Jews in the area, he circumcised Timothy before they left, for everyone knew that his father was a Greek and hadn't permitted this before. Then they went from city to city, making known the decision concerning the Gentiles as decided by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem. So the church grew daily in faith and numbers.
0: And redeemed is now my name. Oh, I've been changed. I've been changed. I've been new new all my life. My life has been rearranged. rearranged. What a difference it made when the Lord came and stayed in my heart. Oh yes, I've been changed. (laughs) Oh my sins were as scarlet, they're white as Snow, I was blind, but today I am, free. I am free. I was lost in the darkness, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Oh, I've been changed. I've been changed you, I've been new for my life. My life has been, been rearranged. What a difference it made when the Lord came and stayed in my heart. Yes, I've been changed Like the poor Hebrew children I wandered along In a bare desert land to and fro But I have crossed over Jordan To Canaan's land Where the milk and honey flow When at last in His presence I stand above He will wipe all the tears from my eyes and I'll thank Him for giving a wretch like me Lasting fold beyond the skies oh, I've been changed I've been too bold All my life, my life has been rearranged What a difference it made When the Lord came and stayed in my heart Oh yes, I've been changed What a difference it made in my heart. Oh, yes, changed. Changed.
1: Barnabas and Mark do not appear again in the book of Acts. However, Paul mentions Barnabas in his first letter to the church in Corinth and in his letter to the Galatians. Mark evidently returned from his work with Barnabas and became associated with Peter. During Paul's first imprisonment, Mark was included in Paul's group. By the end of Paul's life, he came to admire Mark so much that he requested him to come to be with him during his final days. Now, here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry
2: Harder. Paul was getting restless. Things were going well in Antioch and Syria. He needed to move on to get the gospel to the ends of the earth, as Jesus had commanded. So, Paul suggested another trip into Asia Minor, now Turkey. This time, he took a man named Silas with him. Silas complimented Paul. He was a leader in the church at Jerusalem. He was also a prophet. Like Paul, he was a Roman citizen, which might come in handy to claim immunity from persecution when necessary. Paul often refers to Silas by his Roman name Silvanus, which would seem to suggest that he was well prepared to meet Gentiles on their grounds. The two of them left Antioch above modern Beirut, this time not by sea but by land. Apparently Paul preferred that since sea travel was too time-consuming since ships depended on favorable winds for rapid progress. So he and Silas walked north, from Antioch along a famous trade route that connected Antioch to Ephesus. The route led to the northeast corner of the Mediterranean and then turned west. They must have entered Cilicia and Asia Minor through the Syrian gates, a famous pass through the Amanus Mountains. The year is AD 49, perhaps it is the last half of that year. The turbulent 50s are about to begin. And that begins a significant decade in the expansion of the church of Jesus Christ and in the life of Paul, as we shall see later. While not stated by Luke in the book of Acts, Paul and Silas must have stopped at Paul's home city, Tarsus, some hundred miles north and west of Antioch. Tarsus lay on the trade route connecting Ephesus on the west and Antioch. It was situated on the Cilician plain, between the Amanus Mountains to the east and the Taurus Mountains to the west. It lay some 10 miles from the Mediterranean on the river Sidonus, where the river widens into a lake. The harbor of Tarsus connected it to the Mediterranean sea lanes, so it employed both the land routes and the sea lanes, an ideal location. The harbor is now silted up, and much of the former settled area is now farmland. Built partly over the artificial hill is a modern city of 6,000 persons. It has been estimated that in Paul's day, the population may have neared a half a million persons. Parts of the old city have been excavated. In 64 BC, when Tarsus was conquered, it became Roman. It was at this time that all Tarsians were granted Roman citizenship, including the Jews. It was Paul's Roman citizenship that gave him the right to appeal to Caesar. That Tarsus was a city of glory was not an understatement. Paul once said to a Roman tribune when he was arrested in Jerusalem that, I am a Jew from Tarsus, a citizen of no mean city, a phrase he probably borrowed from Euripides who said it about Athens. The tides of cultures, religions, and philosophies met here and mingled freely. It was here at Tarsus that Paul learned a trade. Like all young boys of that city, he learned to weave native goat's hair into rough linen. This cloth was used to make sails and tents and other items such as leggings. It was known as silicium, and was the primary industry of Tarsus. Paul's trade helped him to make his living later on his missionary journeys. But Tarsus was most famous for its university, its cosmopolitan learning and culture, its government, and its philosophers. From Tarsus, Paul and Silas walked west, where they crossed the Taurus Mountains through the pass called the Cilician Gates. This is a majestic, rugged pass, as is the pass through the Amanus Mountains called the Syrian Gates, which they crossed before they got to Tarsus. Crossing the Taurus Mountains, they entered the southern part of the Roman province of Galatia. South Galatia had two districts, known as Phrygia and Pisidia. Here they revisited the churches Paul and Barnabas had founded several years before, Derby, Lystra, Iconium and Pisidian Antioch. It was probably to these South Galatian churches that the epistle known as Galatians was later written. Paul and Silas' purpose for this visit was twofold. Number one, to encourage the believers. Number two, to deliver to the predominantly Gentile churches the letter from the church at Jerusalem, stating that they should avoid meat that had any connection with idols, They should avoid any immorality, avoid meat that had been not properly drained of its blood, and to avoid ingesting blood itself. These regulations would free the Christian Jews and Christian Gentiles to fellowship together freely. It was at Lystra where a young man named Timothy was added to the party. He was raised by a godly Jewish mother and grandmother who taught him the scriptures, although his father was a pagan Greek. No doubt Timothy had accepted Christ when Paul was there a few years earlier. He had grown rapidly, and the Christians in both Lystra and nearby Iconium recommended him highly. So Paul had him circumcised, since by law he was a Jew, and since they would be moving also in Jewish circles. And Timothy joined the team. Here in verse 5 of Acts 16, we read again that the number of Christians grew daily. I've been impressed as we meet a statement like that over and over in this history of the early church. The gospel of Jesus Christ took the Mediterranean world by storm, both Jewish and pagan, and the believers increased rapidly. It's an exciting story to see the world's hunger for a word from God and to respond to it. Jesus came to save, and that was happening wherever the good news went.